0: Three, two, one, hello, I'm Shelley Duvall, but I'm not, I'm Adam Johnston, <laughs> your movie sex man from Sardonicast, this is Sardonicast, who are these other people?
1: I'm Ralph the Movie Maker from YouTube.
2: this is Ralph the Movie Maker. And I'm Alex from and I really enjoyed that intro, Adam, that's
1: yeah. a good one. Okay, thank you. I feel kind of <laughs> sad when I think about Shelley Duval, though. Yeah. Like all the things that happen after mm. and like
0: was yeah, that and... side. But... <laughs> I know barely anything about her as a person other than she lost her mind and Doctor Phil exploited her. But yeah. just looking through her performances, I always got the impression that she was like a really sweet person and I don't know why.
1: Yeah because well, every everything I've ever seen her in is like she's really very empathetic,
0: happy, very earnest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's on a horse,
1: like <laughs> riding around. Hi, I'm Shelly Duvall. Hello. <laughs> it's so earnest and sweet. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Fuck Doctor Phil. <laughs> what an asshole. I'm here to help you, and the only way I can do it is if we televise it on national television. I'm here to help you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh so Alex saw the new Pixar movie and also I did because it's on digital, because everything's moving mm-hmm. to digital really quickly. Right. They just dump
1: Pixar movies on whatever now. Yeah, It's not <laughs> like anybody saw it
0: in theaters anyway. It's pretty Exactly. Not they got successful. another one coming
1: out this year anyway. It doesn't matter. We yeah. got one or two Pixar movies this year.
0: <laughs> that's the that's the magic number, two per year. Maintain yeah. the quality. Sorry, Alex. Of what did you think?
1: Enough. We're, we're rambling. <laughs> we're complaining about Disney again. <laughs>
0: I thought it was
2: a lame idea executed <laughs> f- fairly, like, well. Oh, What's really? the idea of it? I don't even know uh, that. I I, I, I didn't like really like the movie, but I thought it was fine. I thought it was absolutely mm-hmm. fine in a lot of ways. It was very much that Pixar formula, which, you know, we, we would constantly complain about the repetition of it at this point. But it it really didn't feel like a Pixar movie to me, aside from just the pure mechanics of the story. Like it, yeah, it, it was fairly well structured in the way, you know, there's setup up and payoffs and a fairly good arc for the main two characters, but... At the same time, it just, it didn't have anything that really, no hook. That's what I kept describing it as when I was watching it. Yeah. It didn't really have a hook to me. Yeah. Like, the, the universe is, is really not that clever or interesting to me. If anything, it kept reminding me of that bloody Netflix film, uh, Bright. Oh, God. Which is like, you know, this idea of taking yeah. these fantasy Ooh. characters and like, oh, look, but look, they're in like a civilization like ours.
0: Yeah. It's like more boring now. We take everything that yeah. was cool about the fantasy universe and we get rid of it. We chuck it out the window. Exactly. Now they're driving cars and just doing their taxes and shit. Oh <laughs> yeah, exactly. God. And like being
2: cops and driving cars around and stuff like that. And it, It's very, it's like, it's, it's, there's no hook to it. I kept thinking in scenes where they were like doing their magic and the classical fantasy stuff. And I was like, change the costumes here and get rid of the car and just make it a fantasy. And yeah. this would be way more enjoyable to me. Yeah, exactly. I still don't. I still wouldn't love it, but it would be slightly better. And another thing was that I really feel like the character design's starting to slip for me. I I didn't like the, really the 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 look of the movie. Um, it was it was fine, it was like serviceable, but it didn't feel like it. It, it felt like just a Disney three D movie, and you know, none of the special kind of Pixar touch from the early days that we all kind of long for.
0: They're kind yeah. of like swapping now. Like now that now the actual Disney ones are looking. Better than the Pixar ones. Yeah, like they made some okay stuff. D- tangled yeah. and shit, and like I don't know, Frozen. Yeah, Zootopia was
2: much better than this.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I agree. It seems with you. similar the character too. Design
1: is they both have like they both have like a social commentary aspect to it about like modern day,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like Zootopia.
2: Um, the the commentary was was I don't know. It was fairly. It took a backseat to the the main focus, which was the kind of brother dynamic and this idea of the the dad. Um, I don't know how much we can say without spoiling. Fucking it, spoil it! It's, it's out mostly... on digital right now. I don't care if you don't want to get spoilers. Yeah. Skip this part. And there, there really isn't
0: much to spoil Fucking, either, to be honest. It's a, it's okay. a Pixar movie. How can mm-hmm. you spoil it?
2: <laughs>
1: people love Pixar movies.
0: Not anymore. It's I think funny. even I think even now people are starting to get a little tired, especially with this one. Nobody yeah, saw cause... it. Like nobody cared. Yeah, because
2: when they are this mechanical, like people aren't going to be as reverent to these as, you know, like we were to the original kind of movies as kids. Like, There's just nothing there in the same way.
1: Yeah. They do just feel part of a system now, that like mm-hmm. Disney system. Just, just pump them out, pump out the sequels. I'm glad they're making something original at least, but... But it really wasn't. It sounds wasn't. like it's Toy Story again. Yeah, it sounds like it's the Toy Story buddy adventure thing that they did an Inside Out and what they always do.
2: Yeah. Very video gamey as well. The whole story's mm-hmm. very, like... You know, they're just following like a and d kind of quest type thing, which is, it felt very 90s to me. It felt like this really should have come out in like late 90s or something like that. Felt very kind of out of place and not like a contemporary film to me.
0: Yeah, very uninspired. Mm. And uh, Mm. yeah, the main character looks like Linguini from Ratatouille. I thought that exact same (laughs) same guy. And then they stole a, a joke or recycled a joke. From ratatouille when the oh, which one it's it's like a visual gag kind of where basically the um uh it's it's in the quickie review i posted if you want a visual reference but like the dad with the fabric body and the sunglasses or whatever um and right. then the, the biker pixies are like what's your problem and then the head kind of just slouches over to the side to give like a like huh like uh, what uh, yeah yeah right but he's not actually controlling mm-hmm. it. He's got the sunglasses on. And that's literally the exact same thing that happened in Ratatouille with uh, Linguini when he was sleeping. And he had the sunglasses on. And the female chef is yeah. next to him. And she's like, what's your deal? And he does the exact same head movement. And she also gets offended. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like... like, oh, wow, I've seen this before. It's right, like, mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: people just like seeing things they've seen before. I don't know. So I looked up the box office. It made only $100 million worldwide.
0: Really? worldwide yeah.
1: That's really bad. <laughs>
2: Which is a so funny thing. It was from the director of what Monsters University, yeah. wasn't it? Which wasn't yeah. like anything special either. But I think that coasted more of the fact people kind of already like Monsters Inc., where this doesn't have that. All it Definitely. has is the Disney logo. That
1: was really piles. forgettable for me. And I love Monsters Inc., I think that's like one of my favorite ones of their. Yeah, I can't really remember
0: anything age. about I can't Monsters remember anything
1: university. about university. Some I didn't challenges watch they
0: did. I don't give
1: I remember a shit. the name of their frat. What was it? Uzma Kappa. I don't know why. I don't know. Okay. (laughs) I've seen it once and I remember that. (laughs) I might be wrong, but I think that's it.
0: Yeah. It was like, there was literally nothing special about Onward. And it was just... My biggest issue is that, like, even though there are a lot of the same issues in this film as there are in a lot of other Pixar movies, this still felt worse because there was no character Mm -hmm. dynamic between the two main characters. Like, I really didn't give a shit about them. I didn't give a sh- shit about their journey. I didn't give a shit about their relationship. Like, there was nothing to grasp onto there. There was no, like, fun banter between them. It just all felt really forced and awkward. They didn't connect. Did you not know, like, the the one time my kind of
2: eyebrow raised was when um the kind of older brother learns that the younger brother basically thinks he's lame? That, that, was that was the only thing that added some kind of dynamic to them, to me.
0: That felt really forced to me. It was like, you think mm. I'm a, a screw up. It's just like, oh, well, here, here comes this part. It's definitely of the movie. like <laughs> a trope. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm. they the, have to be the, mad at yeah, each other. Yeah, lie a bit. or the truth being revealed. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. It's very, like, formulaic. But, I mean, that's, I was kind of grasping at straws at that point. Yeah. I'm getting fed up with these, like, Disney movies that just have, like, just Marvel actors just. I'm just sick of it, man. Like, is it, really? That's what I liked about Coco. Um, is it felt more like a genuine kind of story they wanted to tell? Yeah. with Like kind of more, you know, less known voice actors. The main character I really like in that movie. He's like really earnest and nice. Yeah. The cool voice didn't have that. It felt more like a Disney product. Yeah.
0: I didn't even love Coco, but there are things that I can pick out from it that I appreciate. You know, I I mentioned it yeah. on the last episode. There are details that I appreciate about that movie, even if I don't think the whole thing's great. But, yeah, it does feel yeah. like a a lot more of a genuine expression than just a, eh, let's fucking pump out another one sort of thing. Yeah, there's really very little of note about it. What did you think of uh, Pixar's first LGBT character? Um, it, uh, it honestly <laughs> felt very
2: pandering to me. Um, it felt like it was structured in a way where it would be very easy to tamper with and change for yeah. markets that disagree. Literally just a
0: throwaway <laughs> line. So that Russia and China For a character that like, hey, doesn't they're... matter. And the, who's and, the character and that... though? Who's the? It's, just it's like literally a just a cop that shows up. Oh, and she has one officer line. She's Holt? like, "My girlfriend," blah blah blah. And you can easily oh. edit out that line because it means nothing. <laughs> <Yeah. to the laughs> good oh, story. That. it's one of those. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, like in a oh, finding
1: Dory.
2: There was like a lesbian couple. That's right. Yeah, the park yeah. or something in the background.
1: Yeah, they were in the background.
2: It's a It is a cowardly way of doing it. Yeah, just don't fucking do it at all. Either do it or don't. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Either commit or don't. You know, it's like so. They've always had this idea where, yes, yeah, story comes first. But how does that like add anything to the story? It's not crucial to the character or any anything really. It's just such a yes. Yeah, so we'll get uh, internet brownie points for throwing this one in. Yeah, I guess. But so. I think most people are actually seeing through it, to be honest,
0: online. Yeah, good.
2: <laughs> I'd hope so, anyway. Yeah.
0: Did you feel like Chris Pratt's character was kind of like written for Jack Black, and it would have been better with yes, Jack Black? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I kept thinking that. He it was, just, it was like, like a Jack total Black. Jack Black character, and it just wasn't him. Yeah. It was just Chris Pratt pretending what to be, him? and it was so annoying. It's like, Chris Pratt's yeah. more popular no. right now, I guess. But mm-hmm. Jack Black would have been so much better in that role. And Jack Black's already
2: reserved for Kung Fu Panda, so he was taken.
0: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he can be in more than one movie. <laughs> no, 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 he can't.
2: <laughs> what did you think of the, uh, what was it, the Manticore character? Who was that again? It's like that lion scorpion. Oh, thing.
0: she was kind of annoying. I don't know. <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> she didn't really add true. much. Wow. <laughs> like,
2: yeah, I found that kind of the most irritating character to me. Yeah, It's just look, she's drinking coffee, so she's twitching. Like, what the fuck is like, the point of this? Yeah,
0: <laughs> you can you can see these moments where they're trying to replicate other successful moments from other films and other Pixar films and it just mm. falls flat on its face every single time and you see that like the that mascot in the um medieval themed restaurant doing like a couple quirky things in the background it's like oh yeah, man they're yeah. they're really pausing for the the laughter right after this gag sort of thing mm-hmm. they're really anticipating yeah, the people to be hysterical from this and it's just like well we've seen it a billion times before and this one wasn't particularly funny or interesting so
2: and it seemed like they were aiming for, like, a, an extremely young kind of demographic for this one. Like, more... more so than usual? I would say so, yeah, because th- there's, like, very little for, like, an adult to enjoy, like, in my opinion, anyway, in the same way that there are, like, quirky, m- more interesting dynamics and hooks in their other movies. Like, I, I really was disinterested most of the time. It felt so
0: formulaic and predictable. Yeah. it's kind of long and repetitive. Yeah. Every single fucking time the main character is, like, Oh, no, I got to I gotta do this thing with the magic. I can't. And then he just gets a pep talk from his brother like, No, dude, you're the best. And then he's like, Oh, I believe, believe in myself in yourself now. Yourself. And then immediately loses all of his confidence by the time he hits the next one. It's like, Well, mm-hmm. okay, just keep doing this again. And it, he literally has his checklist of things his character has to achieve. <laughs> yeah, and then he's like crossing them off as if he didn't do it. Like, dude, you did go for a walk with your dad. He's nothing but legs. You walked with him plenty of places. You literally did that. <laughs> What's wrong with you? And then by the end of it, yeah, we're spoiling this shit. You you kind of mentioned that you you thought the the arc was like okay. I really I I was really unsatisfied by like the main character's conclusion where he was like, you know what, I really wanted to meet my dad this whole time, but I got a brother and that's cool. Like fuck off. That was really unsatisfying to me. That was the only thing that showed any kind of guts to me, like agency. So, yeah, at least like at least
2: they committed to this idea that the idea is that he learns to appreciate his brother and that his brother kind of filled the gap that his. His dad yeah. left because of him dying of illness. My brother's my dad now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which you know, it's. I think I think it came from this idea that the director, I don't know. I think he lost his dad at a young age, and he was kind of cu- trying to tell that through this movie, but mm-hmm. it didn't come together in the way that would be entertaining to me. Like, there really, and by the time it gets to that huge like climax at the end of like the the rock dragon and stuff, I was so disinterested by then, and I was just thinking about contrasting it to some of the other, like, Pixar movies in their last act. And some of them are, like, really exciting and have a lot of tension and fun, like, character reveals and stuff. And they, re- they really isn't... It just didn't move the needle, really, at all.
0: Yeah. I liked the animation with that uh, concrete dragon yeah, thing. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah, but... I
2: liked how that looked.
0: That was very well detailed and stuff. Yeah, I feel like if they had structured it in a different way or perhaps better emphasized what they were trying to eventually lead up to at the end, then it would have made more sense because like the, the kind of reveal of being like, Oh, I just need to learn to be okay with the fact that I have a brother and he's pretty cool too. Like there's barely any hints of him hating his brother. Like for the most part, it just seems like the typical duo in any movie where one of them's kind of embarrassed by the other, you know, he still went on this big road trip with him. Right, he doesn't like mm-hmm. hate his gut. He's not like a bully. He's not like he. He doesn't like have any sort of disdain for his brother. He was just kind of keeping a secret where he thinks he's a bit of a screw up yeah. sort of thing. And then it's like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's gonna be his arc. Okay, like that was barely there. I don't know. It's
2: very simplified and like down to the bare essentials. Mm-hmm. Most scenes are dedicated to like a little gimmick, like be it the Manticore restaurant scene, which is my least favorite scene in the whole movie, then the. The little biker elf thing. I hated those another, things so much. Yeah, I I really disliked that <sighs> that entire thing. It it reminded me of it's another thing that these Disney animated movies keep doing with these scenes where I think they did it in Moana as well. Just loads of like little creatures like do it for a crazy chase scene type thing.
0: Merchandising yeah, little ain't doll be things,
2: toys of these things. I can tell you that right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, no one's
1: going out. No one's yeah. going outside.
2: Because so... my my favorite scene was the the one where they've got to kind of cross over this ravine thing to put a bridge down. That was the yeah. only scene I kind of liked mm-hmm. the use of magic and the the dynamic. And there was it was the only time I really felt tension um, for the characters. I was, and... mm.
0: I'm I'm, I'm grasping at straws because I I don't really like it much more than me but I was was becoming like a parody of myself with what I was thinking during that scene I was like fuck man like he's like oh you didn't you didn't believe hard enough on your second step What he just he confidently walked out with his second so he couldn't have been believing more (laughs) How come that one didn't work and then by the time he gets like all the way to the end it's like well okay even if even if the rope was still on him and it didn't accidentally fall off if he fell all the way at that end he would still die he would smash right into the other like what do you think would happen <laughs> it doesn't really matter if the rope falls off at this moment he would die regardless even if he was attached to the rope so
2: see by that point i was really not thinking about it that deeply like that they they kind of just say yeah there's magic don't even think about it so the the world building's inherently kind of uninteresting from the beginning. So then it falls back onto these characters and the characters yeah. aren't, you know, very special or anything. That so would then the you're left with this kind of shell. Yeah, exactly.
0: Everything else would be like more or less forgivable in some way and it would just be like another Pixar movie to me if it had some sort of engaging character dynamic and there was something at its core. But yeah, there was literally nothing to to be interested in, unfortunately. Mhm. It was just a below mm-hmm. average Pixar movie. Music was good. Animation was good, but then there was just, like, nothing there to hold it together. Yeah.
2: No, the animation was very good, and it is worth mentioning. But, like, (laughs) it's in service of something pretty forgettable. Like, I I watched it yesterday, and I can barely remember.
1: Sad to hear about Pixar.
0: We're also hitting that point where, like, it's really difficult for these types of animated movies to look really, really impressive anymore, because they've all kind of just, like, flattened out. In a sense,
2: that's what I really liked about Spider-Verse because they were actually were bold with some kind of crazy art direction.
0: Right.
2: Yeah. As
1: far as the technology, we've kind of hit a peak. Not like total perfection, but the build-up is more gradual now. It's really subtle. Yeah. The changes. They were flexing,
2: being... flexing their yeah. kind of particle effects and stuff like that yeah. in oh, quite a lot. Yeah, uh, I'm the sure. Smoke looks and water and, like, and all, all and Yeah, all I like that. the water, but yeah, I haven't been truly blown away by that for a while.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a given at this point. It's Disney funding it. It should look great.
2: Because I remember be the first time it. I noticed it in one of these Disney movies, I was like, wow, this is actually really impressive how ridiculously good these look and how far ahead of the curve they are. But now, yeah, there there are other companies that are at the same level effectively, because you're right, can only go so far. So they've got to get more creative with the stories now.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you think they're going to start remastering their old movies? Because uh, I I think so, man. I I doubted it at some point, but that happened with Cats, which we talked about. Yeah, yeah. But like, they just started re-releasing the movie, and they like made visual effects adjustments and all this
2: stuff. Patched it like a video game. Patched it. So
0: you're talking about like a uh, animation from the ground up thing, maybe? I mean, it would give them an excuse to re-release it, and Disney loves making money off the same movie over and over. So, yeah.
1: But I'd rather encourage them doing that than remastering the old movies. Because <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. What do you mean, though? To, to remaster a whole movie is like, it kind of takes away the magic of the original. It's like, there are, it's like, so they're like, reanimate it, you're talking needed about. Needed to be updated. Yeah. You'd rather just have like a 4K release of the same
0: thing, is what you're saying.
1: Can they even do that? I guess if they have the files. Like, yeah, I guess so. But I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> Wouldn't they have to update all the textures and everything?
0: Uh no, it w- It's just the resolution okay. of the video output, really. So like when you look at like an old Disney movie on Blu-ray, like Toy Story, like Monsters Inc., the animation yeah. looks a lot worse. Mainly the textures. You're like, wow, everything looks really plasticky. But the resolution's yeah. better. But everything looks worse because of the resolution, sort of thing.
1: Maybe the resolution will make it look worse too. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Exactly. But would they update? Would they update the hair? Would they update? That's what they have They they haven't really been doing that. When they release something on like Blu ray or 4K, like one of their old ones, it's literally just an output resolution thing. Yeah, I I don't know. I wouldn't mind a whole reanimated version. If they kept the same audio and they just like, I don't know, improved the textures or something, uh, and it wasn't like completely different shots, then I wouldn't mind seeing that just out of curiosity. And, you know, as long as the old movie still exists and they don't pull a George Lucas and. You know, throw that in the Disney vault forever yeah, like, or whatever. I feel like then. it
1: doesn't work. George Lucas tried it. And <laughs> I don't know. It might just be better to release the 1080p or whatever, the highest resolution they have of it at, mm-hmm. at that point when it came out and just put that up. Yeah, yeah. can the, you the trust them to tamper
2: print. with the, the original kind of look of the movie? Because I think about like the only standard we have for things like this is like in the video game world where there's just huge, the beginning of, like, Last Generation, there was just so many, like, remasters and remakes and everything. And there's a bit of, like, uh, controversy with some of them where they do change the art direction and the lighting and everything, and it kind of looks completely different. Silent Hill um, HD.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I have a bit of an issue with the the original Halo um, yep. yeah. remaster. It, it changes the mood, the atmosphere, the lighting, and I, I fear that would be the unintended consequence of... Mm-hmm remaking these movies kind of like with how like this new lion king kind of misses the whole point of the art direction and Mm -hmm. everything like that that kind of vein
0: yeah at least on halo you can change to the old graphics any point in time exactly there are differences that people have pointed out even in the old graphics like there are some downgrades here and there unfortunately but for the most part it's like relatively unnoticeable for me just a Mm -hmm. couple annoying things and glitches yeah yeah
1: yeah like a super realistic bug's life if they made that. Oh god. <laughs> it Which would be terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. John Favreau Bugs they look Life.
0: Like real ants. <laughs> it's like a documentary. Everyone just shoot it you <laughs> of, like a documentary. <laughs> There's no dialogue. Please. It's just David Attenborough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, I guess dear. let's we'll talk about another movie. Uh what, what what would you give onward out of ten <laughs> or five?
2: Um I gave it two and a half stars, not mm-hmm. five. So I thought it was right
0: down the middle, completely serviceable. I thought it was pretty below average. I gave it a 4 out of 10. Mm-hmm. There's other Pixar movies that were better than it that I gave a 5. So, mm-hmm. All right, we all watched uh, an older film. I guess not like super old. <laughs> 2011 or something. <laughs> no, no, nearly yeah, a decade old. Oh, shit. Yeah, at this point, it's a classic. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. It's uh, a it's film that a has classic, now surged now is, to the top Of Netflix streaming platforms over the course (laughs) of the past month called uh, Contagion by Steven Soderbergh. And I guess this will be a spoiler discussion. Doesn't really matter. A little bit.
1: Maybe not at first. I don't know know what you could spoil about this movie. And it's a great movie. Yeah. Well, it's about a. A virus that breaks out yeah, <laughs> yeah and starts contaminating the planet yeah mm, topical. and as usual the virus is far from the only thing to worry about in that situation because then people turn on each other governments shut down people exploit the situation for money mm-hmm. and it's about all of that it's a brilliant movie i'm glad people realize now that it's great because <laughs> mm-hmm. like there's so much about it that was like that's accurate to what's kind of happening now with um, oh, yeah. it's starting in China, the R nod, and like people just dying, and you don't know what's happening to them. You know, it's it's confusing and terrifying. It's a great movie. Mm-hmm.
0: I remember when it came out. <laughs> I think there was some kind of like a strategic release uh, in terms of what time of the year they released it. I could be wrong, but I I very vividly remember. <laughs> It was, like, a big thing in theaters, just literally in the middle of, like, cold and flu season. And yeah. so, like, everybody was fucking paranoid. There would be, like, someone would, like, cough on a bus, and people would be like, ah! like mm-hmm. <laughs> even though there was no, like, actual pandemic at the time. <laughs> but, yeah, it definitely left, like, somewhat of an impact and was a very paranoia-inducing movie when it first came out. Um, I think you'll love it a lot more than I do, Ralph. Like, I still enjoy it. Uh I think it's good. Um, But, yeah, it definitely left an impact when it was out, and that was entertaining to see.
2: It might have even more of an impact now for me, because I first watched it a, a couple years ago, and I found it to be very effective in how kind of restrained it was and how it did seem really realistic and kind of accurate to how we would respond. But now it has this extra layer of it kind of reflecting what is happening. So... I don't I don't know if I, I could recommend to honestly watch this if you're freaked out about the situation right now, because this will not <laughs> help you calm down and distract yeah. you from it, obviously.
1: And this is nowhere near what's going on now. <laughs> like in terms it's of It's kind of
2: like showing. worst case scenario, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, it's, it's way it's like worse. Millions upon millions
0: of people are dying in this uh-huh. thanks
2: to this virus in this movie.
0: We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> uh but mm-hmm. I, I think um this actually wouldn't be a bad movie to watch for people who I guess are not really taking the COVID-19 stuff seriously because one of my takeaways from this movie is it really kind of emphasizes, um, sometimes subtly, sometimes not so much, but it really kind of emphasizes the level at which people are constantly compromising and exposing themselves to this kind of thing. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, that person didn't wash their hands. And then like a scene will literally just end with a shot on like a door handle, just like oh yeah, mm-hmm. those two characters touched that. That's in a public place. There will be more characters touching that. This character touched their face. Yeah, it, you you start to pay attention to these tiny things throughout the movie, and yeah, depending on the scene, sometimes it's more obvious. But yeah, I enjoyed that it's, aspect for sure. It's such a
2: genius kind of horror kind of angle to take because it mm-hmm. is such a day to day. It's just illuminating something we do constantly, like with them spouting out little facts, like you touch your face thousand times a day, thousands of times a day. And you're like, really? <laughs> it does get you thinking about the way, you know, viruses spread. And the I, I love the way it kind of relies on the, like it, the soundtrack and visuals for a lot of the scenes like that, where it's just showing mm-hmm. just the point by point of how this stuff's spreading. I really like the kind of energy
0: to that.
1: Cliff Martinez, right? Soundtrack. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I love the score. Yeah, it's
0: amazing. I think I think in some yeah, scenes really it works like really well. I think there were a couple parts near the beginning that I was like kind of iffy on it, but there there <laughs> are definitely some like really good like subtly energetic moments with with how things are presented with the soundtrack.
2: Yeah, I especially you love the the very end sequence and that I kind of too. like storyboard. That's like such a great way to wrap everything up. Because the movie, it starts with day two, doesn't it? And then at the end, it shows you day one. Kind mm-hmm. of like wraps background. Yeah, that's a really cool ending.
1: I guess we're in spoilers now.
2: <laughs> right?
1: Or did we yeah, start spoilers Yeah, I mean, already? you can't
0: really, It's like, what do you... What can you spoil only about this The major spoilers movie? are just characters that... Yeah, we won't say specific the, the, characters. Yeah, prisoners.
1: which is pretty significant. Like, no one's safe in this. They get a lot of A-listers who aren't in it a lot, some of them. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of them, just get, some of them just get killed. You're like, yeah. holy shit.
0: Which I I think is kind of the point, too. You don't want to have it be, like, some random nobody that dies. You want to kind of communicate the idea where it's like, oh, yeah, well, nobody's safe here, so...
1: Yeah. And I like how many characters there are. It makes the whole situation feel complex. Cause like in a bad movie, it would be one guy solving the whole thing and he has to go to Russia and then well, or like World War Z, Z or, or exactly, um, yeah. what's like Patriots Day where it's like Mark Wahlberg goes everywhere. It's like <laughs> he's at every big event. It's like ridiculous. So you have all these people spread out and they're all doing their own thing. This person's managing the politics of it and this person's trying to find the cure. It all, it all makes sense. And it's like everyone acts like rational people. And no one's doing anything stupid they're just like doing their job and they're they're fighting a, a, a serial killer almost the movie the movie treats the virus like a killer like it's a character in the movie or something disaster yeah yeah and even at the at the very end when you know they put it in the vat and seal it up it's like mm-hmm. them defeating it almost i love that moment it was so no, yeah, up. I like that.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. I guess I guess this is kind of spoilery, even though it happens near the beginning, like very beginning of the movie. Um, what did you guys think of uh, Matt Damon's reaction to his uh, his wife dying?
2: Um, I, I don't have an issue with it. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's supposed to be like a he's supposed to be so shocked he can't actually yeah. comprehend what's happening. Right?
1: I've watched it a few times, and it makes people laugh mm-hmm. <laughs> every time I've seen it. His reaction, where he just like kind of he's like, "What." Like he doesn't even hear it. What are you talking about? Yeah, because he just saw her like, yeah. <laughs> like ten minutes before, and they yeah. were fine. He she just had a little cold, and then ten minutes later, she's dead. So mm-hmm. it it made sense to me that his reaction.
0: Yeah, I I completely understand the intent of what it's going for. I'm not sure I'm huge on Matt Damon's like performance overall. I don't know. <laughs> I just
1: find him distracting. Because yeah. I always see Matt David. Yeah, exactly. I see him as like the Martian. or I actually think he works <laughs> on the Martian because it's like a comedic bit where he uses his personality to like his advantage and that makes the character work. Here, mm. he's like, it's way more serious and dramatic.
0: Yeah. I would have preferred someone else in that role, is what I'm saying. Yeah,
1: I would have too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was kind I of distracting.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It wasn't like having Ben Affleck in there or something, but
2: <laughs>
1: he was better than that.
2: <laughs> the cause, for the most points, very good.
1: Marin Catelliard, I thought was uh, like kind of the worst character in the whole thing. She felt really separated from the rest of it, and it felt like most of her stuff was cut down or cut out, or like put in montages. And it mm-hmm. didn't have like the dramatic oomph I wanted it to. Okay. Did you, did you guys feel that about her or <laughs> any of them? It,
2: yeah, she wasn't
0: my favorite, but I yeah. wasn't like annoyed by she her. She feels more
2: like a, like she was kind of made to show off a point instead of it making or really adding too much because cause her whole story is about kind of the, the crime aspect of how anyone who's kind of in the know starts being kidnapped and extorted so they could get vaccines which is an interesting idea and it's the kind of thing you could imagine being expanded in like a mini-series or something like that but yeah, yeah it didn't feel as kind of crucial as, as the rest of what was happening
0: mm-hmm. What did you think of uh, Jude Lyre? I love him. I, I have a I huge issue with, um, <laughs> with this character
1: <laughs> Okay I
2: don't know if it's something that's just bothers me sure. or if you guys even notice but I, I, I can't stand his accent in the movie. Oh, yeah. It bothers me so much because he's supposed to be Australian, right? That that's what he was trying to do. Um uh, it just it's just not how Australian people sound. I'm sorry. It sounds like a a, a really really British person trying to do like an australian accent oh, that's so he weird. sounds
0: like a bond felon it might sounds have... like a like an evil accent almost i g- I guess i forgot any mo- mention of him being australian or something i just assumed he was british
2: <laughs> no that that's what's so weird because because i obviously am british and i have yeah. family members that are australian so i <laughs> I know how it sounds and it's like <laughs> dude, just and i don't understand why it was important to the character at all because like yeah. jude law he's got a cool voice anyway just let him speak in his english accent it wasn't yeah. crucial to the character was it no, i don't think so it, it, it seemed like funny. he just kind of wanted to do it or it was like he just threw it out there and they're like fuck it just let jude Law do his thing yeah <laughs> it's a weird accent yeah
1: it's so weird his whole character is very on the nose he's supposed to represent all the bad like basically how the like news an blogs and yeah opportunists take advantage of the situation to make money he pushes, like, a fake drug that doesn't really do anything and causes mass riots. He's supposed to be, like, the most despicable character in the whole thing. And mm-hmm. I, I like that he plays it up and that he's really goofy and, like, mean instead of, like... Yeah, I just like that they did that with it. Yeah, I <laughs> like they made the character really on paper.
2: My only issue is just that accent. <laughs> That's it.
1: <laughs> Which I'll admit, yeah, it's goofy. <laughs> He's the goofiest character the whole thing.
0: I was looking through the IMDB awards for this movie, and there's a really weird one that showed up, and it's called the Irina Palm Door. Right. (laughs) And it looks like, uh, I don't know if this is like a yearly thing that happens. It it seems like another Razzies or something, because Jude Law was nominated for worst supporting British actor. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, really? I think it's literally just a British Razzies thing or something. I have no idea.
2: God, I've never heard of it. If it is,
0: yeah, it doesn't seem like a very popular thing. It might not even be happening anymore. No. Maybe just nobody gave a shit.
2: And he won the award for the worst.
0: Jude Law was nominated for supporting, and oh, Gordon Ramsay okay. won worst British supporting <laughs> actor for Love's Kitchen.
2: Is that a movie? I guess.
0: So, I didn't yeah. know who acted. Yeah. Oh my god! I gotta watch that. Loves that sounds kitchen. awesome. <laughs> Loves kitchen. 2011. Yeah.
1: He's probably a terrible actor. Yeah, we'll I see. guess so. Loves kitchen.
0: He's not even on the poster. It just says with Gordon Ramsay, so supporting actor, I guess. <laughs> I know Ralph. You're pretty somewhat familiar with the uh, Soderbergh. How how familiar are you with uh, his other works, Alex? Just out of curiosity.
2: Uh, um, I've seen some of his more modern work. Mm-hmm. Um. Side effects I enjoyed mm-hmm. quite a lot, and behind the candelabra, didn't you do that?
1: Yeah, for HBO, that was great. He's done oh, a lot I of H- stuff for TV. That a That's really good. He did a show on Cinemax called The Nick with Clive Owen. That was excellent. It's about like a hospital in like the early 1900s. I wish this was a miniseries almost. This mm-hmm. contagion movie. I kept thinking because there's parts that, yeah. I wanted, like I wanted stretched out. I wanted to learn more about it. It's interesting and it gets you interested in the topic too, mm-hmm. the the germs and whatever. What else have you seen?
2: Those are the main ones I've seen. I've seen Ocean's Eleven years ago. but I, I mm-hmm. can't really remember it. I think I saw the Che movies, but mm-hmm. again, it was so long ago I can barely remember it. What are his like go to classics then that I need to kind of watch?
0: Well, I was kind of curious about it because like when I think of Soderbergh, when I think of him, I'm not even like necessarily thinking of his classics. One would might consider like Ocean's Eleven. Or Traffic to be a classic of his. Mm. I haven't seen Traffic yet. Apparently, it's really good. Um, but when I think of him, I just think of like this weirdly kind of like versatile presentation he's got going on, where he'll make things that are really, really widely accessible, just kind of like big movies with a lot, a lot of a ac- mm. list actors in them, um, mm. kind of like Contagion or whatever, and then he'll just decide on a whim like you know what i'm gonna make some random low super low budget movie with like no real actors in it so like i watched bubble when i was younger and i don't even i don't remember too much about it but i remember just being left with this weird impression of like wow you just went to a small town and decided to film some random woman (laughs) like Mm. make a movie out of it for like no money and i I just i find that kind of interesting you don't see a lot of directors that uh Jump back and forth between that kind of thing. He made uh, yeah. a movie with Sasha Grey called The Girlfriend Experience, and she's like a porn star. <laughs> Didn't
2: <laughs> he do did he like, Magic Mike? He did Magic, Magic Mike, was Mike. about male strippers. He's yeah. got such weird huge versatility. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, that, that's
0: why I consider him interesting, even if I don't. He made Unsane
1: he which played. was like shot on an iPhone. He's made a ton of stuff. He's very versatile yeah. and he's very like ambitious with the different genres and yeah. I very I love um, Haywire, which is like an action movie and that was great. He directed like some of the best action scenes and he, you know, he's not really known for that. Uh-huh. Gina Carano's in it. There's another movie with Matt How Damon where he's actually good. Uh, what is it? The Informant. That was pretty funny. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. So if you want to see Matt Damon be good in something, Sex Lives <laughs> and Video Tape, I think that's the one like that one at Con. Oh, yeah. I think that's the one. Yeah, that's it. I love that one too.
0: Familiar title, but I haven't seen it yet.
1: I think that might yeah. have a criterion, actually. Traffic, also. Yeah. I got to see Traffic. I haven't seen it.
2: <laughs> that was Logan Lucky because he did that. <laughs> that one's great. Saying,
1: didn't he? Seth MacFarlane's in it. He almost ruins the movie, but. Is there a Soderbergh movie that you don't like, Ralph? I don't think so. Yeah. I think I like. I haven't seen his really bad movies. Uh, from what I heard, like the one he made with Meryl Streep recently, I think The Laundromat. I heard that I was I wasn't awful. big on it. I, yeah. I don't. I don't know yeah. if I
0: could say that you would enjoy that, really. <laughs>
1: yeah, we'll see. <laughs> but everything I've seen from him, I've enjoyed. And again, I like how versatile he is mm-hmm. with his movies, how he picks all these different genres.
0: He's the kind of director where I could see a movie from him and not know it was from him <laughs> because he doesn't like yeah. stick to... like one particular style throughout his whole career, which I find really interesting. Yeah.
1: Mm. But also the inter- the interesting thing with him, he takes all these weird things that he does in, like, his indie movies made for nobody, and then he puts them in big movies like Contagion and, like, uh, Behind the Condelabra and these movies that tons of people see, mm-hmm. and they get, like, exposed to, like, these experimental editing choices and, like, music. This movie was, like, entirely synth, and I mm-hmm. think that's a that's not something that's done a lot.
2: Especially mm-hmm. when this came out, yeah, because it was before the kind of '80s jerk off that began. It was kind of after mm-hmm. this movie, so yeah. yeah.
1: And it's not like an '80s synth; it's really droning no, and no, like no. disturbing, like <laughs> the whole movie. You're just It's you
2: like... the exact like soundscape you'd imagine for like a horrendous virus. Like it just captures mm-hmm. the sound and uh, anxiety of it really well. Yeah, mm. it's just perfect.
0: All right, anything else to say about uh, Contagion? I mean that's
2: most of it. The the only yeah. other thing I'd say is um, you have to kind of accept that a lot of it is um, kind of truthful and well researched. When you have like characters, kind of uh, talking about each other about like, oh, that's a BSL three. Uh, go down to the <laughs> and there's like all this bizarre dialogue and all this. Um, it sounds very technical, but you just have mm-hmm. to kind of take it and trust it for what it is. And there were a couple of times where I noticed like some dialogue that. Seemed a bit, I don't know, silly to me. Yeah. Like, because it is so realistic for a lot of it, but then you have things like the the main one that stood out to me was when they they make like a big discovery and they're like, should I call someone? And They're like, call everyone in like the most dramatic way possible. <laughs> yeah. It's very yeah, like that silly was goofy. and over the top. <laughs> but aside from that, it is very enjoyable.
0: Yeah, I uh, I enjoyed watching it again. I wasn't like huge on it when it came out. Uh, still not like huge on it now but yeah it was a fun enjoyable experience i liked the interesting parallels between what was happening in the film and uh what's happening today (laughs) so that was just -hmm. kind of a bizarre kind of surreal experience watching it good performances for the most part could do without matt damon some cheesiness in the dialogue <laughs> wasn't huge on every moment of the soundtrack, but I think things got a lot better overall as the film went along. I was more engaged mm. in the second half. The soundtrack worked better and everything just kind of came together really well in the second half. I'm giving it a, a six out of 10, closer to a seven than a five. Yeah, it's, uh-huh.
2: uh, it's really well paced too. Um, I think it's the mm-hmm. perfect length for what it is. It doesn't stick around for too long. But yeah, I'll give it a uh, three and a half stars. Really enjoy it. Recommend it if you're not scared of the idea of freaking yourself more with this virus. <laughs> thing. Freaking hands.
1: yourself out is fun though. Uh, nine out of ten. Love it. Don't get sick. Just stay at home and watch this. <laughs> yeah. Freak yourself out.
0: All right. <clears throat> <clears throat> All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're right that yeah, movie. I'm fine. I did this like you know. D- do you ever hate when you like? Uh, mm, sorry. Do you ever, do you ever hate <laughs> when you like you eat it. like a some kind of food? Like there was like a panini, and it was like mm-hmm. uh, toasted on the edges, and I guess I didn't chew it properly, and I was just eating it, and then I swallow <laughs> it, and then like that that abrasive, sandpapery. Toasted part of the panini just slowly went down my throat, and I was like, "Uh oh, this is pain. This is not good. <laughs> this is not what it's supposed to be." Just tears and that it apart, that was literally yeah. just yesterday, and now my throat fucking sucks because of it. So I don't think oh it's coronavirus God. related. No, it was, it that was just one of those annoying things. Yeah, and that was like right before I was doing my Sunday game stream too.
2: Did you take like an extra large bite, so your mouth was just full? Of I was just sharp in a hurry. Bread. I
0: just I didn't because <laughs> I was doing my setup for the Half Life Alex stuff, and that took a while, and then. My roommate made some sandwiches. I was like, well, I'm just gonna steal one right now and then uh go back up <laughs> sort of thing. I was just kinda wanted to get back to setting up that shit. So I was in a hurry and then I fucked up my throat. How was it by the way? It was all it was good. <laughs> it's like a good toasted a lot of cheese.
2: Oh no, there I is... meant Half Life Alex. Oh.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm glad it was totally gender. totally misinterpreted. Um yeah, I think I made it through like the first half of it. Um supposedly the game's around like fifteen hours or something. And um, I'm enjoying it, for sure. Is it as good as they say? I don't know. I, I haven't really been paying attention to what they say. I mean, it's well-received. It's a Valve game. It plays really mm-hmm. well. Um, the mechanics for VR are well thought out. I like the grab things from a distance and kind of like flick your wrist and catch it sort of mechanic. Mm. It's a lot of fun. I like the tone. It kind of feels like a mix between Half-Life and Portal because this is kind of a spin-off Half-Life game. So it's like... Yeah, there there is some, some comedic humor. moments for sure. Awesome, yeah.
1: I think it's okay.
2: <laughs> oh, how much have you played? Oh, you pl- have you finished it?
1: I haven't finished it yet. I've I've played probably as much as Adam. Like halfway, a little less. Okay. okay. Um, it, it, I like it. It's definitely very polished, especially for like a VR game, because a lot of them are mm. not as polished as this. You could tell like a big company made it but is it worth the investment of like a thousand dollars plus the game i don't right, know yeah. i don't i don't because i don't, don't
2: have a so. vr so and i
1: think a lot it. of people are asking that question And i'm saying like i don't think so i really don't think it's worth that well, <laughs> right. i mean it's really cool it's but it's not the only I vr was playing game that doom exists, also so I, I was playing doom eternal and i'm having way more fun playing doom eternal than mm-hmm. i am playing half-life right. i'm also playing uh. both of those games <laughs> right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> And nothing against Half Life Alex. It's just there's something about sitting on a couch and just relaxing and playing a video game. And plus having a controller, it's just faster paced. You could do more and having right. to work around with this wire and like use my real body mm. to move and shoot and like to reload. <laughs> you ever see videos of people trying to reload in this game? It's like a nightmare for some people. Yeah. The oh, clip comes you gotta, out and they're trying to reach get over their back with it. and trying to, you gotta yeah, exactly. You got to get comfortable. Until it's like with muscle it. memory, but there's a big learning curve and there's yeah. all this money. It's a lot you got to put into it. And it's for an experience that I think is decent, but I don't know. I, I think I, I could afford I to do this. Great. I don't
0: know if everyone <laughs> like I think, it, yeah, I, think it's I, worth I like it, it um, for like the entire library of VR stuff that's out right now
1: and plus on a story level. I mean, it's a prequel. It's like a half Life. it's not half life. I mean, it's between it's what happens mm-hmm. after.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's or like... two and okay. <laughs> is it between one and two? I bet <laughs> some something that will happen. I think it's yeah. one between one and sure. two, isn't it? I don't remember yeah, where it is in the timeline, actually. Ah, whatever. It's about Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Shit! <laughs> I thought I had everything figured out. Now I'm not sure.
1: I think it's more convenient in VR to have the the ammo pouch in the front of you than like in your backpack. Just like I have toss a toss it over your shoulder. Sounds yeah. like it makes sense. Have you ever played? Yeah. Uh, did you ever play BoneWorks? I haven't played BoneWorks. I've played a few other ones that are like VR shooters, and they they all have like the ammo pouch in the front, and you pick it up.
0: Mm-hmm. I like that way better. Yeah, you're you have like a pouch on your hip basically for your ammo. Uh. Yeah, yeah, which works like pretty that. well. Uh it's mm-hmm. it's clunky. It's a clunky game, but it's also really fun. It's got some issues, yeah. but yeah, it's it's great.
1: I feel like we're not quite there yet with VR. We're like almost there. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe the next thing. I appreciate that Valve was able to like do this and take a risk on making a VR game cuz no one else is. Cuz yeah. so many so few people have it. I guess these video game companies don't even see it as a worthwhile investment to like pump all this money into a game that like a very small percentage of people can play. Yeah. Most people have a PlayStation or you know, <laughs> they have a PC that can't handle this.
0: Most of or their money comes they from just Steam can't now
1: anyway. So <laughs> exactly, <laughs> don't sales don't really money. matter anymore for the whatever game they publish. Yeah. <laughs> there were a lot of people saying they didn't want to make Half-Life Three because it would actually be detrimental to the image of the company because there's no way they can live up to it at this point. Right. Which I is think like that's interesting. Stupid. I I think it's <laughs> well, you can think about it whatever you
0: want, but it's. Something that a lot of people say. (laughs) The the cool thing about uh Valve and I guess particularly Half Life is like they've always seen it as kind of like a boundary pushing kind of game. You know, each each Mm -hmm. installment in the series was one where they were pushing the limits of like technology and physics, and they've always had some sort of excuse to continue. And now VR is that excuse. So who knows if they're actually going to do like Half Life three in VR? I don't know if that would happen I don't know if I would want that to happen but I'm happy that there's more Half-Life I, like I, I enjoy quite a few people I enjoy the universe mm. and I enjoy the, the tone I enjoy the experience and I really I really like Valve games for the most part yeah the writing is still pretty good
1: too Yeah, like they're always funny like the exchanges you have with that guy over the phone are always good
0: over yeah the guy headset. from Flight of the Concords or whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it? like a,
1: it's like Wheatley and Portal <laughs> like yeah. a, I love that dynamic oh, awesome. between Wheatley and, and Gladys yeah, and great. all
3: that.
0: So, it is something like that.
3: mm-hmm
0: Anyway, uh, Ralph recommended a movie last episode that it's we're going to talk about. Spoiler discussion. Yeah,
1: spoilers for Bad Genius. So, <laughs> it's a teen drama comedy crime movie <laughs> made in Thailand <laughs> that came out in 2017. It's about a girl who comes from a poor family, just her and her dad and to help her pay for education at this prestigious private school she starts tutoring other students but what she's really doing is helping all of them cheat on their exams mm-hmm. and this operation that they've made becomes so advanced and complicated it's almost like a, like a crime syndicate or <laughs> like this uh-huh. is, it's entertaining <laughs> to watch definitely yeah i saw it when it came out like a few months after i loved it it starts as just like a teen comedy and then it becomes like a really good heist movie. It's really exciting and funny, and and from Thailand especially. Like I don't watch a lot of movies from Thailand. <laughs> and Can you name was, another? Uh, nah, no, not yeah. at the top of my head. But yeah, exactly. This was like a, a prestigious. Like it won a ton of awards there. And yeah, I think it was the yeah, most successful of that year in awesome. Thailand. Mhm. I think it made a lot of money too. Awesome. Box office. The yeah, only other Thai movies I've
0: seen were like really weird. <laughs> like. <laughs> kinda art mm. movies from a guy named a Pitchapong was the third girl. <laughs> made wow. Uncle Boon Me and Cemetery of Splendor, which I wasn't huge on either of them, but they were at Cannes, yeah. so one of them won the Palm d'Or. So I guess that means it's great. <laughs> anyway, um what do you think of it, Alex?
2: I really enjoyed it. It's probably the probably the sweatiest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> a lot of sweat <laughs> in this fucking yeah, film. A lot of sweat. <laughs> so much sweat and lots of close ups of uh Little pencil holes being scribbled in, but yeah, it, it is a really good um, heist movie. It, it it kind of reminded me of um, like the premise of of something like Brick, where it's like taking like a high school and like a genre movie, like a, a, a noir thriller type thing, and seeing how it would play out is is a similar kind of idea. Yeah, with these high school students doing something that you typically wouldn't see them do, and that's kind of what makes the film fresh and exciting. Yeah, it is really likable, especially. Because of the presentation to me, um I think that really drives the movie along. It has a real clear kind of cartoony over the top style to it, lots of frantic camera work and over the top facial expressions and sound effects and all this, yeah which it's I, I I could see why it could put some people <laughs> off, but for me that that gave it a lot of personality and charm and gave it an identity. That, that helped carry it. Cause it, cause it's a fairly long movie. Um, I, I was actually, I paused it about halfway through to go to the toilet or something. And I was a little bit fearful when I saw how much was left. Cause I thought I really feel like this is kind of uh, almost exhausted. It's a uh, premise, but I felt they did keep it interesting enough and they built up that final heist enough to keep it engaging and keep the characters interesting enough and have enough kind of dynamics going on mm-hmm. to keep me entertained to the end. I, I can't say I really loved it or left, like, a strong kind of message or, a, or idea, but I definitely enjoyed it all the way through.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you think that uh, the kind of over-the-top presentation is more to do with a specific stylistic choice from the director to this movie, or do you think that that might be kind of like a cultural kind of thing? Because it, it, in a way a it kind of reminded me of, like, almost Bollywood. In terms of how like mm-hmm. <laughs> over the top really? the the editing and and like a lot of a lot of the presentation was. Yeah, especially
1: know? during the test taking scenes. Yeah. Like that's mm-hmm. when it really gets like to eleven. Yeah. Um it reminded me of like Hong Kong cinema too, like Stephen Chow and all that. Like the mm-hmm. really over the top yeah. zooms and like yeah, crazy editing, like you said. It it's it helps the movie, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't think it takes away from it. It's
2: like a live action anime or something like that. It <laughs> is very, very exaggerated.
1: Yeah, even with the drama between the characters, there's like little mm. you know things going on. I love the character of of Bank and the the main girl too. Mm-hmm. I forgot her name at this moment. Lynn? up quick. Lin, yeah. But they were just first of all, they were the only ones who deserved to be in the school because everyone yeah. else was just like the kid of a rich family, yeah. and they just they they paid these two to take their test for them. Um, And that's what made them so likable is like they actually they're they're there because they worked hard for it and they're going to continue to work hard for it as opposed to the rest of these people. So it made you want to root for them.
0: Mm -hmm. Bank was kind of an asshole at points though.
1: Yeah, (laughs) but he was also like because people try to get him to cheat too at first and he's like, no, I'm not buying into it. He was trying to be the moral one and people just keep fucking up his life and making Mm -hmm. it worse until he gives in and helps them. So I, I I felt bad for him at the same time as I also kind of hated him, and he does some shit in this movie, especially toward the end, It's like ballsy and like, all right, I kind of I'm on this guy's side now because <laughs> he's like, yeah, that, you know, totally like it's like him. a hostage negotiation almost at the end. Yeah, I loved it
2: because yeah, because he gets the shit kicked out of him and he finds out the truth that it was like some thugs were paid to do it, <laughs> yeah. so of course he's rightfully upset about it and he gets a bit more money out of them. Uh huh.
0: Yeah, I think for the for the most part. The acting worked well. Like Those two characters I didn't really have an issue with. The other girl, Grace, I couldn't believe anything she was doing. I was kind of like <laughs> yeah. She's definitely the weakest. Yeah. yeah I noticed some. That uh... one face she kept doing... <laughs> Where she was like trying to do like a concerned face, but it looked like she was like smiling and cringing or something. Yeah, like, it was... yeah,
2: it reminded me yeah. of what like uh, six year olds do when they're on camera. <laughs> yeah, for the first time. it was <laughs> like a TV
1: movie acting almost. <laughs> it feels the most like a kind of I don't know, like Zoe one hundred one or something like a teen show when she's on yeah. screen or like when she's acting, especially toward the beginning. There was like a lot of a lot of that that's like corny, and I wasn't yeah. at that point aware that that was the point of the movie to kind of be over the top, that was the style of it but once mm-hmm. it gets into the heists and the, the test taking that's when it becomes clear like what it is and it becomes really original and, and fun to watch
0: mm-hmm. What do you think of the uh, Australian characters, Alex? <laughs> um, only I <laughs>
2: that was another thing that was actually bugging me because none of them had an Australian accent apart from one one person is the... obviously there's a lot of different cultures that live there so yeah well the, the the main guy that kind of chases the 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 main character he he almost sounded european or something he, he definitely wasn't australian yeah there were some oh, weird accent seems, anyway it so. seems
1: like they just got english-speaking actors but the crew didn't speak english at all because like the acting from the english-speaking yeah. people in it wasn't very good and some of it's really bad like <laughs> really distracting um but if i if you can get past that I I just yep. look past it. I enjoy it it's just fine.
0: That that happens a decent amount in uh, mm-hmm. films and other cu- cultures where they'll you know have English speaking characters, but it's not necessarily for an English speaking audience, and so they just <laughs> get random yeah, people. Well, and it doesn't matter as like, much. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. Well, it's, our audience isn't gonna tell the difference. Like in uh, Shin Godzilla, there was a lot of uh, <laughs> yeah. a lot of people uh, yeah, yeah. speaking like phonetic English, but. You could tell that they (laughs) didn't understand exactly (laughs) what they were saying at all. I like, uh, there there were a couple clever ideas in there. I liked the, uh, the barcode thing. I thought that that was kind of clever. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, there's a lot of good, like, setups and payoffs. Even when, like, Bank got beat up and, uh, there was, like, a detail that he revealed during the interview that, bank only knew about and so that's what made him realize it like it's really well written how everything ties together the, the
2: structure is very good yeah yeah where it it's starts really with tight their, like, interviews and comes back in on itself and then they do the final heist and i especially really liked that scene where they're they're, they're in the test and they find out in the test that they've got like a choice of different <laughs> papers out like of uh, three papers yeah. and they gotta like problem solve to like figure out the solution that was a really fun <laughs> the kind test. of setup for During-
0: Really cheesy and over-the-top, for sure. I th- There were quite a few moments where I was looking at these kids taking the test and being like, you're being so fucking obvious right now. <laughs> if the yeah. teacher just looked <laughs> it up yeah. for one second, he'd be like, what the fuck are you guys doing? You're all cheating. <laughs> like, but that's why I didn't course bug Of the me. teacher's like, falling asleep in
1: like, the yeah, background. Yeah, very convenient. Yeah, it's really over the top. <laughs> It's I feel like that's the only though, way the movie works. Is if yeah. it's like that over the top. It's so Because really, fetched. it's just a bunch of tests. Yeah. Because like for
2: the movie to even work, you have to like just believe that you have these two like genius characters that are able to just like memorize everything they mm-hmm. ever see and stuff like that. It is inherently kind of <laughs> silly.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting stakes in the movie. It's like I don't know. It, it, it's it's fun to watch for sure. Uh, but I I don't know how much I was really that invested in terms of like whether or not things worked out for them. There's something
2: just humorous though about like such a benign activity being presented yeah, in such an sure. exciting way. Yeah, yeah, and it
1: was fun to watch unfold. That's why I I wanted to see what would happen.
2: Yeah, and they throw in happen. enough kind of you know hurdles for the characters to have to problem yeah. solve.
1: Sort of- And there's good drama and conflict between them. So that like these things like between bank and Lynn, like just unfold naturally and it feels really organic. Um, so it was based on like real shit that happened. Mm -hmm. Like people cheat on these tests all the time and form little syndicates like this and they cheat. And I liked how the movie was really about that. It's about like this desperation people have and for an education, a good education. And they're forced Mm -hmm. to do bad things to make money to afford it. Meanwhile, this is like a perfectly capable girl who's, like, forced to do all this shit because she needs yeah. to. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. It's- I love when she says to them towards the end that even when you get into, like, university, like, it, you cheated. It's not going to, like, aid. I can't do all your essays for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. education, you idiots. <laughs> like, what were you expecting? The, the students we've put
1: in these universities are, like, total idiots because they're just the, yeah. the, the sons and daughters of people who can afford it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of picking at that a little. Mm-hmm. It's like the commentary. Brilliant.
0: <laughs> I enjoyed the uh, the like piano kind of memorization technique. I thought that that was kind of clever. Yeah, it mm-hmm. made a lot of
2: sense to me. Yeah.
0: Because you can, you can remember things a lot easier if it's kind of like a song rather than just like A, C, B, D, C, A, you know. Uh, yeah, I
2: like to look at the movie a lot, the color p- palette and the uh, depth of field stuff they're doing. Uh, just mm-hmm. the presentation in general I really enjoyed elevating the just the you know it's just a test so they did have to do extra work to make it as exciting as possible <laughs> yeah really like exciting over the top as possible
1: super over the top <laughs> it's like mostly in one room that last test sequence i think it's like a half hour 40 minutes or something and it's between <laughs> the the test taking room and the bathrooms they keep going into the bathroom to yeah. use the toilets and like text all the people back in their hometown um it's fucking awesome and like really suspenseful and I'm, I'm, so I was just impressed that they could pull me along for that long in like that one mm-hmm. scene. Just that Does one it sequence. hold up
2: on the uh, rewatches? All yeah, this? I
1: think so. Especially knowing what's going to happen. It's cool to see the setups like earlier on. It's right. just cool to see the characters again. Cause I do think they're funny. I think Bank is like a funny, inherently funny character. <laughs> just like mm. how much he gets beaten down by everybody else. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. he just looks ridiculous with yeah. the silly hair and uh, like he's a very cartoonish character and everyone is but yeah. I, I just enjoyed
0: that. Yeah, it certainly gets better as it goes along. I enjoyed the second half more than I enjoyed the first half. I think that in terms of like the soundtrack, the music worked really well for the test scenes because it's so over dramatic and over the top. It's pretty amusing. There was a moment near the beginning where there was this kind of I, I think it was just a conversation between Lynn and Grace where they were doing this kind of like implied Humor type music, where it's like, dun, 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 dun. and it, I was kind of annoyed by that part, but that wasn't, mm-hmm. that didn't really take up a lot of the movie. Mm. It's just a tiny thing, I guess.
1: Yeah, there are definitely moments like that that took me out of it too. Mm-hmm. That don't feel entirely like intentional.
0: There's some moments of conflict in this movie that are just like so ridiculous, where it's like, well, why didn't you think this one through? Like, we ran out of barcode stickers. Like, <laughs> it's just like <laughs> you didn't count how many you. Thought you would need <laughs> it's just like yeah, adding one more layer to the conflict and it's it's kind of funny
1: No cell reception that kid, that kid just like he hit one of the Printing machines or something with his foot because he was angry oh, yeah. <laughs> They're just yeah. morons and then the rest of the movie he was walking around with a limp I like that they had like that much attention to detail
0: mm-hmm. to it
1: but Yeah, those characters are just totally incompetent any character <laughs> who wasn't the main two was just like yeah. a total idiot and couldn't do anything And I enjoyed that it was solely on these two to like do
0: everything correctly all right. I think I've said everything I want to say about it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's fairly,
2: you know, there isn't much to tear down in terms of like commentary or anything too deep, but it is just so entertaining. Um, it, it is just one that is worth a watch on on that front alone.
1: Yeah, it's a very unique film. It's on Netflix in the UK, right? It's. Uh, on I, I bought it on iTunes. I didn't realize oh, okay. if it was on Netflix. Yeah, I Netflix. think it's on Netflix, like everywhere, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know it's in the US for sure.
0: Mm. Okay. What would you give what would you rate the movie
1: hmm, I'd give it an eight out of
0: ten
2: yeah, I'm just a tad under um this is a, a seven out of ten for me
0: I'm giving this one a six out of ten i enjoyed it <laughs> eight it wasn't wasn't huge six. but yeah it was a it was a it was a fun watch not not a regrettable experience at all and uh there were definitely things to appreciate about it and uh yeah it was fun it's different nice Indeed. change of pace. Yes, mm-hmm. it's
2: worth a watch, but I wouldn't rush back to rewatch it anytime soon, I don't think.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Epic. Time for questions.
2: <laughs> okay, let's do some uh, equally epic questions then from the Hell uh, yeah! Sardonica subreddit, which uh, you can leave us any questions you like on the suggestion thread, which Ralph will put in there for you to access. Let's start off with this one then from uh, the most downvoted comment in the whole thread.
0: Oh, no. Really? <laughs> from a
2: Uji Doggy Dank. Yeah, I, I look through every question, so I, it, I don't know why. It's not like controversial or anything. It's simply just, what director do you think should be a meatball?
1: <laughs> why would you guys it's doubt like, about that? That's a great
2: question. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just why? I, I, you don't have to actually answer it. I just want to throw that out there just for, you know. <laughs> has to be alive. Just why? Like a living do, do we want them like to a get
0: murdered and thrown into a meat grinder? Is that the question?
2: Christ, I suppose that is the implication, isn't it? That's what director do you think it. should should be a meatball? Yeah, I, think I saw it as more I, I'm, I'm
1: picturing like an anthropomorphic meatball. Yeah, like a yeah, meatball with
2: like, I, I saw it as more and innocent. Eyes, no, like you know?
0: meat wide.
1: Yeah, like that. <laughs> so you're actually
2: you're <clears> reading <throat> it as as a director that we want to actually you know crush in a machine and turn <laughs> into a <laughs> paste and squidge together. No, oh, I don't hand know. Hand I'm just I'm trying to understand out.
0: the question here. It's very uh... which director
2: would be the most delicious as
0: a meatball? <laughs> Is that easy to answer?
2: <laughs> <laughs> most delicious.
1: <laughs> I think Guillermo del Toro would make a good
0: meatball.
2: <laughs> I refuse to answer the question. I'm going to move on.
0: <laughs> I I, th- I think uh Luca Guadagnino would make a great meatball because they're Italian. Italian? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's my answer.
2: Okay, let's do this one then from Greenhood300 who says, Who are your guys' favorite voice actors? Underappreciated uh, bunch of people, those. Those voice actors,
3: hmm. yeah,
2: because they're That's kind of hidden behind face. a face that isn't theirs. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Let me think about that one.
2: I really like John DiMaggio. He's got a very distinct voice. Oh yeah, it's like Bender, Jake yeah. the Dog.
1: Oh, oh yeah. Okay.
2: I really like him a lot.
1: I mean, we all know Mark Hamill for his <laughs> face. Yeah, player. he's done some good voice acting. I actually his think his voice acting also. work is like better than his regular acting work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joker, yeah.
2: In the, the Arkham stuff, games, yeah. especially, he's really mm-hmm. good. Hmm Does the Halo announcer guy count the oh, triple God. kill guy? <laughs> yeah, triple kill. <laughs> <laughs> Running riot. <laughs> Killpocalypse. apocalypse. Jaro. <Skullimanjaro. laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do think Seth
1: MacFarlane's pretty talented with voice acting, like doing a bunch of different voices. I agree.
2: Yeah, he's he's good in that uh, in Hellboy too. It's mm-hmm. of my favorite voice acting because he's just playing a character, just like this weird yeah. I suppose he's doing the German accent. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. I part of me wants to say Trey Parker, even though he does a lot of the same shit over and over, but <laughs> it's just he so has funny, a funny to me. Voice. Yeah. It's always just so humorous. Yeah. He's like the one guy that can get away with just having every character be the same voice and it doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter because it's still so funny.
2: Yeah. No, I did think about that.
0: <laughs> no, that's a good pick.
2: Yeah, <laughs> for some reason, I I really like um Johnny Depp's voice. I, I don't know what it is, especially in Rango. I really like the his weird tinge he has in his voice mm-hmm. in that movie. Like mm-hmm. he he screams a lot in that movie, which n- normally bugs me. But he's got this really distinct sound in his voice that I really like.
0: You know who does a really great job and is a very well-known, reputable voice actor is uh, Tara Strong. I think she's pretty great. Yeah, she uh, she plays two different characters in Drawn Together. Well, two different main characters at the least, and they sound very, very different. That's awesome. She plays Toot and she plays uh, what's her name, Clara, I think. <laughs> but yeah, she did like stuff for My Little Pony and. Powerpuff Girls and like just a whole bunch of she's stuff in, and gosh, she's, she's
2: done so much.
0: Oh, yeah She's like the, the voice acting community. You just pick the same six people over and over Yeah, cuz why <laughs> if they can just do a bunch of different voices and you never see their face anyway Why not? Yeah, that's the good thing about being a voice actor like
1: main actors or uh, main actors I guess like people who just real see their face, actors <laughs> Real actors <laughs> they just you see them as one thing their whole career Mm-hmm. You see the guy who plays Harry Potter is Harry Potter. It's hard to break away from that. Whereas, like, voice actors can just kind of go into anything.
2: Mm. Yeah, if you're versatile mm. enough, there's yeah. plenty yeah. of them all.
1: It's easier to escape that trap. Being typecast is the same thing. Mm-hmm. Or being recognized.
0: Yeah, there are some people that just get every single job. Like, for yeah. video games. I feel like every like, video game uh, I play, Nolan North is yeah, exactly. in it somewhere. Yeah, to mention. And yeah. I don't yeah. even know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doing a bunch of different and shit. I know Troy Baker, too. Yeah, those 2 uh-huh. The video game guys.
2: Okay, yeah, I'd say we've answered that one. There's this question here I really want to have answered sure. from uh, Kalau888, who says, Why does Adam hate creeps so much? Just saw his rating on Letterboxd.
0: Because it fucking sucks. It's fucking awful. <laughs> it's, it's actually <laughs> terrible. After I watched that movie, I was like so irrationally angry at that I like. I made a tweet being like, I actually fucking hate Mark Duplass now. And I deleted that later because <laughs> it was just kind of immature, right? But I was so mad at the time because, like, whenever you... Horror movies really don't have that high of a bar for people to like them. It, it the, Creep is, like, on the same level as, like, The Visit. Possibly worse because it's lazier Ooh. than The Visit. But it still does the same bullshit thing of, like... Ooh, we're just going to dick around with a handy cam and ad-lib a bunch of lines and basically film nothing. As like, <laughs> Basically do nothing. And then every once in a while, fucking Mark Duplass will just go, boo, in front of the camera. And they're like, it's just, that's the whole fucking movie. And it's so frustrating Super and annoying. And none of it's scary. It's just, it's so... Irritating! The entire experience is just so fucking painful. I hate that movie. (laughs) That's why. I I never (laughs) watched Creep Two. Why do I want? Why would I want to watch the same thing again? There's no way it's gonna be any different. (laughs) It was so frustrating, annoying. None of it was scary. It was just irritating throughout. It was fucking garbage. They seem to be fairly highly regarded. Exactly. Um,
2: I've seen them both, and. They d- they didn't piss me off, but they are certainly repetitive. Yeah. And not <laughs> not scary to me. Yeah. So I guess it is kind of a failure on that regard. But I do get fed up of the uh you know, the ad lib stuff after a while. I've seen a few of Mark DuPos's movies and he kinda of ranges from being really good to you know, and creep he's quite annoying.
0: Yeah. I mean <laughs> there's some charm to him for sure. Like him and his brother are you know, they manage to create names for themselves just by Making a whole bunch of low budget nothing movies, and you know I watched yeah. I watched Baghead, and that had some charm to it, certainly a lot more than creep yeah mm-hmm. i i I enjoy that they've successfully become i guess you could even argue like name actors kind of at this point just by doing their whole indie thing like that's really respectful, mm-hmm. but yeah, after watching creep, I fucking hated him for a bit, <laughs> and I just like I lost it. <laughs>
2: Okay, fair enough. You ever seen the Creep movies, Ralph? No. No. You I should have watch heard them. Good things
1: about them, and I was going to watch them. Yeah. Well, well you well, don't, let don't
2: let me I'm stop watch you. Them. <laughs> but okay, are watch watching coming. them. They're, they're yeah, so definitely. short; they're barely
0: over an hour. So they're, they're barely you know. movies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if I have time, maybe I feel like there's better movies to watch, but mm. I'll see it at some point. Yeah.
0: You might really like it. Everybody says it's great. Yeah, maybe I will.
1: Maybe <laughs> I well, like they said, yeah, they say a lot of movies are great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they say a lot of things. (laughs) They.
2: Mm -hmm. Okay, we got this one everyone can answer from Ozymandas Cock who says uh, that's K-O-K not C-O-C-K. Okay. Um, Is there any media that you would consider hypocritical where characters do things or events that transpire that contradict the message of the film? For example, one of the central messages of Lion King is that you should move on from your past when the main character does the exact opposite
0: of it. But that's the fucking arc. How is that hypocritical? The 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 The, the yeah. Lion King has like several messages in it, right? Like it's it only when Simba goes up to Rafiki and he's like, "Okay, well, you can either uh run from your past or learn from it." Like that's a pivotal moment in the film. Like that that's the whole point, right? The the mm. message of the entire film isn't just Hakuna Matata. It's like, hey, you shouldn't worry about things so much, but you should still confront and face things and not run away from things, right? Like, those Mm -hmm. two messages are both required for the overall message of the film. So I don't consider that to be hypocritical. If we're going to talk about hypocritical shit, I would say, like, 13 Reasons Why is up there, and I'm sure you were thinking (laughs) of that, Alex. Yeah, what
2: pops into my head for when I think hypocritical with movies um, is more kind of the business side of it, um, mm-hmm. Especially with oh, yeah. like, like the Lorax for example. <laughs> yeah, be- I was thinking Lorax. Yeah, with their like <laughs> Mazda sponsorships, with they like advertising these gas-guzzling cars using the fucking little Lorax to sell it. It's <laughs> just so, so funny. weird to me. And the message of their the Grinch movie as well is just it goes against like the. The whole point of the story that mm. they they are just so inept at, at storytelling, in my opinion.
0: Who would have um, thought that Soulless <laughs> Corporations would be so pandering and not actually have any principle? Wow, it's just so sad because like uh, Doctor Zeus was
2: so like opinionated and creative, and they're the ones that get hold of that license.
0: Did you say okay. Zeus? Yeah, I, what, thought say? Zeus. I thought it was supposed to say Zeus. was spelled with an S. Doctor Seuss.
2: Seuss. Yeah. <laughs> No, I haven't read one of those books since <laughs> I was a kid, so I haven't seen the like name down in one fucking time.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, what about you, Ruff? Hip- hypocrites in uh, movies. uh You
1: took mine, the Lorax. I-, I don't know if I can think of another one. Yeah, I hate that shit. He was, like, in diaper ads and shit. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is the Lorax. It's about the environment and being clean. Hmm. Yeah, that was mine.
2: And also, like, yeah, was it that movie as well where they have these, like, the villain is always, like, the money-grubbing guy and it's always like yeah. come on guys like it's just you. <laughs> it's like with the new Star Wars movies too with like the <laughs> the irony
0: of it all.
1: Mhm. It's it's sad just, that they just don't get the point.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh. There's something on the tip of my tongue and I know I've reviewed it. One of the central themes was just like, "Oh man, like be original." Nobody. Oh yeah, it was um uh, A Star is Born. Where it was like one of the most cookie cutter movies ever but the whole point was like (laughs) you got to break free and do something original and like you got to be something that nobody has ever been before because everything's all the same and it's like but this movie was literally just a cookie cutter movie like that's kind of hypocritical to the message you're sending Mm -hmm. right like you didn't do anything like Mm. really unique or you you didn't like go against (laughs) the grain you made a formulated pandering successful movie that was not bad it was pretty decent but like you didn't do anything remake of another movie yeah yeah it's like the fourth fourth remake Or whatever yeah. it's like yeah. that's kind of <laughs> hypocritical to the message you're sending isn't it i don't know yeah i never got around to that one
1: the whole thing is hypocritical
0: <laughs> well like fight club
1: is like a making fun of you know capitalism and making money off art and everything and it's a, a movie that is you know a corporate product that is made to make money mm-hmm. so maybe that's hypocritical
0: depending <laughs> on how you view it depending on your takeaway from yeah. that movie one could say that it would you know, it might be, like, a bit ironic.
1: Yeah, well, it definitely has some self-awareness that that's what it is. Mm-hmm. But it is still there.
2: <laughs> Let's do this one, then, from Big C Baller. What were your favorite toys growing up with? Have you guys, for example, had Bop-It or similar? Hell yeah!
1: Bop-It. I fucking hate Bop-It. I think <laughs> Who doesn't have a rule at
0: does, does everyone know Bop-It? Is that still a thing that yeah. kids, like, play with? There's, like, newer versions now. I don't think that there's, like, this like wave of... <laughs> no there's like mini Jeez, versions phone. there's like smaller versions of it there's one where the bop it thing wasn't even like a button anymore and it was really frustrating because it wouldn't like always register when you hit it Um, so that, <laughs> that was annoying. annoying yeah bop it was fucking awesome Am I allowed to say Pokemon cards is that a toy that's more of a game I guess yeah I'd say so Yeah, fucking love Pokemon cards did you ever mess with Yu-Gi-Oh no no I did not you miss Yu-Gi-Oh. Well, it was around <laughs> I when D-Gi-Oh. I was a kid. I just didn't wasn't interested <laughs> I, in it. I'd heard of it. There was also like a Harry Potter trading card game that tried to do its thing around that time because Pokemon was so successful, mm-hmm. everybody else had to do it. Pretty sure Digimon yeah, yeah. had trading cards too.
1: Really? How about the toys at like uh, McDonald's? You ever get those? I played with those a lot.
0: Happy Meal? Yeah.
1: Yeah, the Happy Meal toys.
2: <laughs> there did some <laughs> Toy Story ones I remember when Toy Story 2 came out. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Those were... They got some nice merch. That's Disney. Um, how about just action figures? I just mm-hmm. played with like soldiers and what, superheroes, Marvel guys. Just that. Just smash them against each other. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> Legos. That's what Lego was for for me. Yeah. Yeah. The like how I
1: always, I always wanted to destroy them, too, so I couldn't build them. <laughs> I was like... Because I know I'm just going to want to smash it with my action
2: figures <laughs> <laughs> it and then just held it. Yeah. <laughs> I,
1: I, like, built a car and then crashed into a wall. <laughs> like, <whatever.
2: laughs> Fucking Hot Wheels, it's fun. man.
3: Hot, hot wheels, wheels are fun. Like dope. toy cars, all that. Did
2: you have one of the Hot Wheels of, like, the loop-de-loop? <laughs> yeah, I had a yeah, of those. Yeah, Those are awesome. Fuck I yeah. had a,
1: When I was really young, I had Thomas the Tank Engine, and I had, like, the... The railroad table—it's like a bunch oh, of yeah, wooden yeah. tracks and it has like a little station in the middle, or whatever. There's also like you could build like little roller coasters in your room, like out of. Uh,
2: I think I know the thing you're
1: talking Kind of like looked like bionicle pieces almost, <laughs> but bionicle? you like build like it's like this it electronic like thing, and it has it's like a working roller coaster, yeah, it like in your room, yeah. Was it's it co- it's not. There's big. no way it
0: was I mean, called mini... I'm trying to think of what it was. Yeah, I don't know what it's called, but yeah, there's Probably something. So many there. of those like
2: train. What about, you know, like, scale trick. Did you have that? I have no idea what, what that? that is. <laughs> Fuck's sake. I hate Can when this say happens. <laughs> I think that's what it's called. scale trick. I sure might that's be saying it wrong. It's, <laughs> it's, it's just a, um, it's like, uh, you build a track and there's two lanes and you have, like, an electric car you put down. Oh, yeah. In the lane and with the little trigger. That and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. what it's called here.
0: Yeah. I don't know if I ever knew it by that name, but, yeah, there were a bunch of different ones of those that were kind of fun. It is a bad yeah. name, Scalextric. <laughs> it's terrible. I don't know if that... <laughs> there might be, it's like, a few different go- brands I just Googled the it because I, th-
2: I thought I was losing my mind, but it is genuinely just what it's called. Okay. Scalextric. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm familiar <laughs>
0: with that. They were like oh, action forgetting. figures from like uh, that movie called Small Soldiers that I had. Oh snap! I forgot about Small Soldiers. <laughs> right? Yeah.
2: There yeah. were some interesting characters. Ga- Ga- oh, fuck! The main character has got like a really funny name. <laughs> the oh, I don't main remember. Toy.
1: Nerf guns. Hell yeah! Nerf guns.
2: I played with those yeah. a lot. Did you have the like vest that you got to shoot and was like, <laughs> yeah. stuck to the vest?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's how. That's the only way you could keep track of like if you hit anybody. Yeah. Yeah, so we played that. We had like all kinds. We had like the machine gun one, (laughs) that's like automatic. Uh, There's like a shotgun Nerf gun. Did you all ever ever
0: have Yak backs?
1: No, what's that?
0: Uh, Yak back. Yo man, basically it was like a very early um, personal recording device, but marketed at children. So you had like maybe like fifteen seconds where you could like record your voice. And then you could oh, play wow. it back or you could like play it back in like fast speed or something or like slow speed. And it was oh. so crazy at the time because, you know. Yeah. Was, I just Googled it. Like, yeah, I remember things. these. Yeah. Hell yeah. God, that's those awesome.
2: God, I haven't I haven't seen one of these for like literally like decades. Oh yeah. <laughs> wow, that's crazy, yeah. Man, all these like toys are just like redundant now. Because you can just download it like an app that can do basically <laughs> like fucking anything you can dream of.
0: Oh shit! Yeah, I just did a Google search. Nineties uh, kids toys. I'm seeing a couple of familiarities here. There's uh Furby. I had a Furby. <laughs> a little yeah. bit like
2: Tamagotchi.
0: Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, they always died though. I would never keep care of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was hard. <laughs> Etch a sketch. Yeah, game Boy colors listed here. I guess it's a video game more than a toy. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't count video games. That's art. Pogs. That's toy.
2: Yeah, I think I missed
0: Pogs. What about like uh, Thunderbirds? Oh yeah, I had a couple of those. I loved Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds are go, or whatever they would say. <laughs> it's a weird catchphrase. I always found like the uh, the the media of Thunderbirds, like the they had like a show or movies or whatever. I always found it super creepy.
2: The puppets. Yeah. <laughs> It's like what um, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, yeah, Team America parodying parodying, Team America, yeah, (laughs) which is
0: hilarious. I want to watch that again sometime.
2: Yeah, maybe a future recommendation.
0: Ooh, (laughs) maybe. Hmm. Oh yeah, and you couldn't Hmm. uh, even—you didn't even have Kinder Surprise Ralph because they were banned in the states. Were they actually? When when did that happen? They've always been banned (laughs) in the states, and now. Oh, they never that... made it there. Well, no, because they're like basically you can't have a toy inside of like food, <laughs> right? Because they're worried someone it's will quite just quite like weird. eat the chocolate egg with the toy inside and die. Oh. And the the thing, the little pod that the toy is in, is like just the right size to like clog a throat as well. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. If you're if you're gonna eat the whole thing in one gulp, then it might be an issue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, now I believe uh, in the States they have like, ooh, Kinder Surprise, but it's like the chocolate is separate from the toy or something. I'm not sure.
2: It's pointless. Yeah. Why didn't bother?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not the same, man. All right, I think we answered that question. Yeah, plenty. All right. Do we want to do one more? Okay. Yeah, yeah
2: let's do one more. Let me find a good one. Let's do this strange one then to end on from a uh, tin hymn. Other than movies being a way for people to express themselves, what's the point of filmmaking? Do films not just distract people from their lives, making them more unproductive, question mark? Would we not be better (laughs) without them?
0: That's bullshit. Hmm. Would we be better (laughs) without them? There's a
1: lot of wasted time in life where you're just not doing anything. And you can do whatever you want in that time. The point of filmmaking is expression.
2: Like That is what makes it valuable. Through making films and, and... this whole point of making art is we're like expressing our culture. So yeah. in a hundred years time, we can look back at all the things that were made when we were alive and we can kind of learn things and about how people are feeling and the way we felt about, you know, cultural issues. And there's so much that value towards it. Mm-hmm. It's like the main argument <laughs> It's what the, the main reason people I think <laughs> like film and all that for what it is.
0: Yeah. I would not mm-hmm. consider it to be a waste of time at all. Films can influence how you view the world how you view yourself it's time, no man. different than self-reflection depending on the type of person you are and what you get out of films like sure you can be someone where it's just an entirely passive experience you can be someone where True. you learn literally nothing from any movie that you watch but i think that there <laughs> is definitely you know artistic value <laughs> from films you know and uh, I I learn things from movies. I learn things about myself from movies You know, I I don't consider it to be a waste of of time at all And so what if someone wants to waste time you can do it a billion other ways other than movies If movies didn't exist if no art forms existed at all people would just be twiddling their thumbs to waste time so Mm
1: -hmm. plus you're supporting an industry people work to make these movies and it makes jobs and Stimulates the economy so (laughs) they get to support their family and stuff they like so that's not a waste
2: It's how humans have always kind of communicated through telling stories that go through generations. It's just we're we're drawn to doing it because it's how we communicate and how we teach each other things.
1: These new mediums come up to do it and they've evolved over time. So movies are just like a modern day. It's like a very sophisticated, elaborate way of a bunch of people expressing themselves. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Yeah. And it's cool. It's
0: like social campfire stories, but just better. Way more elaborate. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. More yeah. complex. <laughs>
1: uh huh. We've evolved since the cave paintings to like make something really elaborate, like a mm-hmm. video game, <laughs> yeah. which is like entirely in a computer and like tells a story and you play it. It's insane. it mm-hmm. movies are the same way.
0: And then you just you just cut to like someone teabagging someone in Halo, like right after you say that. <laughs> <Just> like... <laughs> They're expressing themselves. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're expressing their like happiness for winning. <laughs>
0: We reject
2: your thesis question at Oscar.
0: Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and check it. All right. And that about wraps things up then. I believe Beautiful. we have a recommendation from Alex. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Seems it's my turn and we have nothing but time on our hands, it seems, because we can't go anywhere. We thought it'd be a good idea to do another one of these big trilogy episodes. Um, I want to do the Godfather trilogy. It's time. Oh
0: shit.
1: It's okay. time, okay? Very nice.
2: Uh yeah.
0: Like what <laughs> does it even need any like introduction or explanation? Yeah. Godfather 1 and 2 are considered some of the best movies of all time.
2: I'm almost most curious about 3, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to discuss 3. Okay. And
2: yeah.
0: you've That's seen the all of them, most Ralph, divisive right? One. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're great movies about Italians making a bunch of pasta. I've only seen the first one, and it was a long time ago.
2: Yeah, same. Mm -hmm. I'm in the exact same boat as you, Adam.
0: Okay. Yeah, excited to rewatch the first one and discover what the other two are like. All right. So if you don't want to be spoiled for any of the Godfather movies, watch them before next episode. These episodes come out every two weeks, but you can also listen to these episodes early. Go to sardonicast.com, sign up for premium, two dollars a month, or patreon.com/sardonicast. Same thing. You'll get to listen to these episodes as soon as they're edited and before they're public. All right. Uh, That's right. Thank you, <laughs> thank you all That's for right. listening. I'm Shelly keep... Duvall. <laughs> <And> <laughs> take <laughs> keep care, epic everybody. Keep Bye it everybody. <laughs>